You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's going on, guys? Julian Edlow here for Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. We're recording on Tuesday, May 16th. We got a great NBA Conference Finals preview for you guys, a multi-guest podcast since it has been a little while since we've come at you. So we're going to open up with Mitch Moss from VEASAN. He's the host of Follow the Money. We're going to talk about each series, Celtics Heat in the East, Nuggets Lakers in the West. And then we're going to close out the pod with John Highslop from Odds Jam, uh, player prop specialist plus money specialist. Uh, so you know Slop will, will bring it and come with some good props for us. Uh, but let's open up with Mitch and uh, get things going for you guys. Hopefully cash some tickets here in the NBA Conference Finals. NBA Playoffs Conference Finals time. We got the Celtics and the Heat in the East, a rematch of last season, and for the third time in fourth year and four years in the West. We got the Nuggets and the Lakers, another bubble rematch. Um, obviously, the Lakers coming from way down in the standings to uh, kind of live up to the hype and make the conference finals. To discuss each series from VEASAN, host of Follow the Money, we got Mitch Moss. Mitch, how we doing? I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me on the program today. I appreciate it. Of course. And uh, I want to start out west with you, more in your neck of the woods with specifically this this Lakers team um, because they had to climb such a steep hill to get here. The Lakers have been, they've had their work cut out for them, but they've won game one on the road each of these series along the way. They've kind of had the same blueprint, steal game one on the road and then close it out in game six at home. They're now going to go against a Denver team that with Jokic in the lineup was 37 and four at home in Denver this season. I, I, can, I can be talked into both sides of this series. Um, and I know the Lakers are a team that you have a, a long shot future on. And I think that's, that's something probably a lot of people have. So two-part question for you. Number one, what do you think of the series? And number two, uh, for the rest of the people that have those Lakers long shots, kind of talk them through what you plan on doing here with your ticket. So far, uh, I have not hedged yet at all on the Nuggets. I'm holding 47 to 1 on the, on the Lakers to win the Western Conference from back on January 6th. And, yeah, I think you're right. Plenty of people out here on the West Coast have the Lakers because this is such a big L.A. Lakers area. Las Vegas is a huge Lakers town. So when they were 2-10 and 10 with their record many, many months ago, books were offering as high as 200-1 to win the NBA title. So books are going to get carried out if the Lakers win this thing. Uh, every person I've talked to, betters, um, respected NBA guys who I know, bookmakers, they're like, yeah, you need to hedge that with a straight series bet on Denver. But I didn't do it when it was minus 145. And so now I, you know, it's moved up a good 20, 25 cents. But I think I'm in the minority the way it sounds. I think, I think the Lakers take one of these first two games in Denver because the job that Palinka did putting this, this team together was outstanding. And I'm curious, like, if this was the Lakers team that we had from day one, would they have been the one seed? Would they be the two behind Denver? I truly think they'd have a chance to be that good. And also like the Western conference 
other than Denver, just wasn't very good this year. I mean, the Grizzlies had – you could go down the list on every single team. It was – LeBron said this a, a long time ago. He goes, I can, I can sense blood in the water. Like he knew. So this wasn't your typical Western Conference. So I think they're live – kind of like you said, though, I can be talking to either side, so I'm a little bit conflicted here as we have tip time coming up in a little bit. Yeah, every every team in the West clearly had uh, its issues, and and I love the point that you made. I, I mentioned it kind of the same way on a, on a show I was on earlier this week. Is the the big question mark of of not knowing are the Lakers just really hot right now? Like the Heat are really hot right now in the East, or are they just this good? And it, that's the exact way I said it. If this if this was the roster on opening night and LeBron and Anthony Davis stayed healthy. What seed is this team in the West? And I, I, I think that you're spot on there that they would be in the top two or three. Um, yeah. So uh, that absolutely, absolutely makes it makes it a series. And I, I think that game one in this series is a little bit more crucial. Uh, not that game one in the conference finals doesn't matter; it does. But I, th- I think this is a really crucial one for both sides, just because. If you're the Lakers, this is how you've been getting it done as the road team. You've been winning game one and closing it out in six and if you're the nuggets how you've been winning all years is protecting your your home court and kind of you know deflecting the way that the lakers have been winning these series by by taking game one and making them do it a different way uh is is going to be really important so for for me i I think that the way i'm going to play this series is going to be I do like Denver in game one. I don't disagree with you that that the Lakers can take one of these first two. I think it would probably be game two. I'm probably going to play a Denver uh, plus price on, on Denver to win game one in the series. But that probably involves me bringing it back with the Lakers at a good pr- plus price, whether it's before game two or or three when it comes to this series. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my thought is this. If the Nuggets take the first two, it's going to be very, very difficult for the Lakers to come back and win four out of the next five against this team. Um, Because let's face it, though, I mean, here we are kind of like, you know, poking holes through the Western Conference. The Nuggets are a really good basketball team. I mean, it's it's more than Nikola Jokic, and he is the best player in the series. He's the best player in the NBA. He's phenomenal. He will dictate how things are going to go. But, you know, how are the others going to play with him? Um, I'm also... You know, at that at that point, if the Lakers can take one of the first two, how will the Nuggets do on the road in the series too? Because you look back at the previous series, and you know, while the the Warriors are not the typical Golden State team that we have watched for so many years now, Steve Kerr did have that streak going where it was twenty eight, I believe, consecutive series with a road win. Every single series that he coached. They won at least one game on the road in yep. the playoffs. That came to a screeching halt against the Lakers. So they defended home court as well as any better than any team ever has against Golden State. So I thought that was huge. And if the Warriors couldn't steal one there, are the Nuggets going to go there and steal one? So again, that's something I'm going back and forth with too. Because don't forget, before the Nuggets looked so good in game six against the Suns, uh, they went to Phoenix and dropped games three and four. And I, I think the Suns stink, to be honest. I don't like that team at all whatsoever. I mean, it's, that's a two-man team. That's it. And they took the Nuggets to six games, so that's another part that I'm a little bit concerned about. Yeah, I, I agree. the The road has been uh, a weakness for for Denver. They're a 500 or slightly below 500 team on the road, and they just really protect their home court. So, yeah. road wins are going to be absolutely massive um, 
in the West. Um, before we switch over to the East, any uh, any other thoughts on on the West, Mitch? Whether it be series wise, props, player props, anything there? Yeah, I kind of like. Uh, I bet um, Jamal Murray under twenty four and a half points tonight. It's a big number. Uh, he's been a little bit under the weather. Uh, now it's it's very easy to fall back on the narrative. Hey, we're seeing Bubble Murray again. The guy's been really good, but twenty four and a half points with the Lakers this current team and the makeup owning the number one defense in the NBA, they can make it difficult on good players. I mean, look at the previous series where Steph was off. Clay Thompson was horrible. Now those were some open shots, but they weren't falling and they, they do defend very, very well. So I think they're going to make it difficult for Murray to um, exploit their defense. So I, I bet under 24 and a half in game one. All right, there you go. Um, one one other thing quickly that I will say on this series, and it's not necessarily a, uh, a bet for me, but just a way to bet it, if if you're interested in Denver, you're you're looking at minus one one sixty uh, on DraftKings before the series. Last I looked, the Western Conference Final MVP Jokic was minus one thirty. Yeah. If you're betting Denver, I don't see a way Denver wins the series if Jokic isn't the best player. Jamal Murray uh, would have to probably you'd probably be losing your player prop tonight, Mitch, because Jamal Murray would have to have like two fifty point games in this series or something for it not to be. Jokic. Um, so just a little something if you're going to play Denver and minus 160, minus 165 is too steep. For no, you. I think I, Julian, I think that's a good angle because, you know, that is discussed every year around Super Bowl time, yep. right? Rather than betting the team to win the game outright, you look at the court like last year. Did you want to bet the Chiefs as a small dog? I mean, Mahomes was around plus 140 at some spots leading up to Super Bowl. So right. to win the MVP, it's, it's going to go to that position a lot. So yeah, the best player usually does win. Okay, uh, Eastern Conference. Two playing teams making their way to, to the conference final here, including you know the Lakers protected home court and won that opening game against Minnesota. The Heat didn't. They, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks in their uh, opening play-in game and needed a late surge to beat the Bulls. And then suddenly they're past the Bucks in five games. They take care of the, of the Knicks, and here they are again in the conference finals eight-point underdogs uh, in game one in Boston on Wednesday night. I've heard I've heard a lot of people say that the Celtics are even too cheap in this series, like before they hit minus 500, that that's a bet on the Celtics until they're up to, you know, minus 600 or something. I, I understand that, that logic, um, but I've also watched enough of this Celtics team, and by this Celtics team, I mean going back the last two, three years, to know that, they play with their food. They make this as tough as possible. They should have beaten the Hawks in five. They blew game five down the stretch. You could make the argument if James Harden misses two three-pointers at the end of games one and four, they sweep Philly. Then they no-show game five at home, need their backs completely against the wall to win it in seven games. I just don't know if the Celtics... Uh, the Celtics are going to win this series in my mind. I don't, I, I don't think the Heat are actually going to win the series. But in terms of betting the series to, to kind of go deep betting Miami to steal a couple of games. It seems like a pretty tough Heat team that can rise to the level of the competition. They have a huge coaching advantage, and the Celtics never seem to, other than the sweep of the Brooklyn Nets in the first round last year, they never seem to step up and actually play to their full potential despite winning series. So I'm curious of your take on the Eastern Conference, Mitch, um, standing a little further away from it than, than me, somebody that is following every Celtics game. I think what you said there was uh, 
spot on. And look, I, I should, in theory, and many people should love the Celtics to win this thing like in five. Yep. Or maybe six games. So laying a game and a half on the spread with a series prop or laying two and a half games at some plus money should be a way to go because I do think that the heat run should end and it should run end rather swiftly against the Celtics. Um, they've been great. I mean, Butler's been arguably the player of the playoffs. I mean, it was sensational against the Bucks, and they took a Milwaukee in five games. It's absurd. And to come back and, you know, take care of the Knicks then in six games. So, However, I also have to have my brain interfere a little bit here because yep. I've watched the Celtics. Do, like, I, I want to love the Celtics team. I want to love them, but I can't. It's because there's no way, no how this team should have gone six games against the Hawks. They are so much better than Atlanta. Those two teams are not even close. And you're right. They screwed around and the Hawks were in that thing and they made it interesting. And then I know you're saying about Harden in games one and four. Well, what if Tatum doesn't turn it around in game six in the fourth quarter or even right. one further than that? What if Embiid and Harden actually play a good fourth quarter and the others in the Sixers and the Sixers take care of them in six games? They should be, the Celtics should not go six, uh, a seven, I'm sorry, seven games with the Sixers and they should not struggle to beat that team. They're better than, than Philadelphia. We saw, I think the true colors with the 76ers in the second half of game seven. And not that I expect Tatum to go for 50 every game, but that's what makes his performances in the bad games kind of maddening because he needs to be like one of the best three or four players in the NBA every single time in the playoffs. And he he's not. He was awesome in game seven. But go back to last year in the finals. I thought he was a disaster for the most part against the Warriors. For the most part against the 76ers, I don't think Tatum was very good. And it just, it makes me want to pull my hair out because the guy is so talented. He should just take over games. But that's the frustrating part about the Celtics. And what you said earlier too, like Spolstra to me clearly has the coaching edge here for the Heat. And this this team is kind of like the, the Heat. They're kind of like, you know, Keith Richards or cockroaches. You can't kill them. I mean, no matter what, they're lingering around all the time. And this team is playing in their third conference final in the last four years. That's absurd. So in a good way, um, that's where I just like what my eyeballs have told me. It kind of like jumbles thing up, things up here because I really want to fire on the Celtics to win this thing like in five, but I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm with you. Numbers say Celtics sweep or Celtics in five. Um, and their history just tells us, tells us otherwise. Uh, you know, you've had... Last year, there was the game five up, up double digits with four minutes against Milwaukee. You lose that. Uh, I was at the Memorial Day Friday night. It was game six. You grew to double-digit favorites against the Heat to, to you know raise a trophy at home to go to the NBA Finals. You lose that game to a classic Jimmy Butler performance. I was at game four yep. of the NBA Finals. You're up late with a few minutes left to go up three to one. You choke that game. Um, list goes on and on. I was at game five against the Hawks, 12 points with four minutes left. I was at game one against Philly, blow it in the fourth quarter. I've seen it with my eyeballs too many times. So I, you know, I'll be shocked if the Celtics don't advance. This is why I bet them to win the Eastern Conference at a much better number early so that I don't have to get invested in this series, I guess. Um, yeah. So I think, I, honestly, I think the road team, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this before we before we uh, get off, Mitch. I think the road team is going to be a pretty good bet in most of the games in this series. If you're getting eight, eight and a half with Miami, yeah. 
sure, Boston might blow them out one of those games, but if they play if they play three games in Boston, say if it goes five, I, I would say the Heat maybe cover two of those. And then the Celtics thrive on the road, and you're going to be getting them as short favorites uh, to get those games in Miami. I, I kind of like the road teams throughout the, the series here in the East. Yep, I think it's a really good angle to approach it. I mean, because the, the power rating, as you're seeing here with the Celtics, is crazy high. And that eight number, or if it goes to eight and a half at DraftKings, that, I mean, I got to be honest, that does look kind of attractive with the Heat. So, and yeah, they just laying that many points. I mean, we talked to you on our show earlier this year, I think it was in the late regular season and just documented like how many times now they're not quite double digits, but I mean, Julian, how many times have they lost this season as double digit favorites? I think it's like 12 or 13 times like that. That can't happen. You're losing to bad teams then in those spots. And the heat at this point, clearly are not a bad basketball team. They have a total alpha dog on their on their roster with you with uh, Jimmy Butler and then just a, a superb coach so I'll ask you this we said that if the Nuggets win the series Jokic pretty much has to win the conference M- uh, MVP yep what about here in the Eastern Conference can the Celtics win this series and have anybody but Tatum or Brown win that award could you see a Robert Williams could, Brogdon's been awesome could you see him at 100 to 1 maybe pulling it off I don't think you can bet anybody but Tatum or Brown um, okay they I just don't think the Celtics can be good enough. If one of those, if one of those guys is your best guy, then it means Brown and and Tatum just aren't good enough to win the series. Um, And I'll even, I'll even take it further. I don't even know if it can, I think it might have to be Tatum. Uh, Brown is capable of, of stringing it together and being better than Tatum for stretches he was better than Tatum for uh, whatever it would be, five and a half, five and three quarter games against Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, in the end, who who would the MVP of the Philly series be? You still have to give it to Tatum for how he closed game oh, six would. and what he did yep. game seven. So I don't even, if you want to cut the Celtics price tag in half for the series, I, I still don't even hate uh, if you want to put a bet down on Tatum. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yep. So, all right, you you brought up the Celtics double digits. They, you know, you're right. That's that's where they tend to let their guard down, and it won't be double yeah. digits in this series. It's it's eight, but they've had double digit spots in the playoffs, and and they've come up short. So, we'll see with them. Any other, just like I asked you before, Lakers uh, and and Nuggets. Any any other prop or player prop in the series uh, that that catches your eyeball, Mitch? No, because, uh, you know, I'd like to get involved with Jimmy Butler, but at this point, the way he's playing, that's it's all factored in. So yeah. his expectations for the series are probably right where they should be because Jimmy Butler come playoff time just cranks it up. He talks about it. He admits it. So you kind of want to be on that side, but when he goes crazy in the first two rounds, um, books are not dumb. They're going to adjust and make it difficult to go over those numbers. All right, he is Mitch Moss from Follow the Money on VEASAN. Uh, Mitch, thanks for joining us on Unreasonable Odds. Thanks, Julian. All right, we'll be right back with John Highslop from Odds Jam to talk some specifically player props in the conference finals on the other side. All right, thanks to Mitch Moss of Follow the Money and VSIN for coming on the top of the show discussing these series. Now we're going to break into the player prop realm of things. And for the occasion, we got John Highslop of Odds Jam. Slop, how you doing, man? 
So living the dream, bro. How are you, Julian? I'm I'm doing just dandy. Uh, what do you, what do you got going on at Odds Jam right now? Tell me about what you're doing there. Oh man, it's just, that's the greatest website of all time, bro. A lot of betting tools over there. They just let me gamble all day long. I love it. If you've never been to that site, literally just go there right now. It's awesome. All right, nothing nothing wrong with gambling all day long. Um, we're gonna start Eastern Conference here: Celtics and Heat. Uh, I know that you got a game one play here and you're going to take, I know you're, you're an alternates guy. It's got to be plus money or it's not for you. So yes. you're going bam, bam at a bio with the 20 plus points. And people ask sometimes, you know, that's essentially the over 19 and a half, 20 yep. wins for you at plus 135 is the, uh, the DraftKings price on that. Uh, what, what do you think of this one? Here's the thing, man. I, I hate betting on Bam because you never know which Bam is going to show up. I mean, he's a pretty inconsistent guy. But I think the Celtics, if they've got a uh, they got an Achilles heel, heel, you could score inside on him. I mean, he's – all right, so the first game this season they played 19 points. The next time, 23. The next time, 28. The next time, 30. You saw Embiid last series. I know that's Embiid. Don't get me wrong. And I don't know. He didn't look like uh, 100% Embiid either. But – and at the end of the season, you remember, he, he dropped 52 on him, I think. He had a 50-burger on him. And the game before that, he had 41 points on him. So, I, I mean, if Miami stands any chance here, they're going to have to muck it up, or they're going to need easy baskets. I mean, I, I don't know if you agree with that, but that's pretty much my synopsis of this series, is if they want to compete, they're going to need easy baskets, and bam, it's probably their best way to it. 20-plus for plus 135 feels like a gift. All right, let me let me just run some other props by you uh, in this series or in this this game. But the numbers are generally going to come out pretty pretty similar game to game, unless we get a starting lineup change, unless somebody gets super hot, super cold. Um, Bam's prop, by the way, for game one, his standard prop is over seventeen and a half points at minus one twenty five. So you're really only going up two points there for what, like over fifty cents in in juice. So I, I like where your head's at there. Um, let me take you to a guy that I have uh, that I won a lot of money on, and then I lost a lot of money on since we're on the nice. Miami side, and that's Gabe Vincent. Yep, he went through a stretch those last two games against the Bucks and Game One against the Knicks, where he went twenty plus each game. Those were like plus six hundred to plus nine fifty type of uh, type of caches, and his point prop always in the nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half range. You can get good plus money on the fifteen plus. He let me down the rest of that series because he, he won me some big bets on some 15 and 20 pluses. I kept it going, thinking the shooting was going to bounce back. It wasn't there. Um, the good news is you're you're making up for it whenever he gets 20 plus. You can make up three, four losses. He's now, I'm seeing minus 120 to go over nine and a half in game one. So the the, the number has come back on him with these cold shooting performances. I'm looking at the alts right now. We're not even, it's been so long, we're not even given a 20 plus on him, but he's plus 380 for 15 plus. Any Gabe Vincent thoughts here in terms of him bouncing back after some bad games? Well, I'm with you on what he did earlier uh, against Milwaukee. He single-handedly saved my marriage with uh, those <laughs> those games. But, um, but like you, I followed him again and uh, didn't go great, obviously, we know. But when marriage you're talking about... What's that? Marriage is back on the rocks. <laughs> it, a little bit, a little bit. But, hey, it's nothing that a 15-point uh, Gabe Vincent game can't bring back. You know what I mean? He saved it once. He saved it again. 
again, the, I think the Celtics are going to do whatever they can to shut down Jimmy Butler, and that's a lot easier said than done. I'm not saying they're going to shut him down. They're going to need other other guys to score. He's going to have a 15-point game in the series. So, yep. I don't know. It, it's scary. All these Heat guys are scary. That's all I'm going to say about that. I do think he scores 15 points at some point in this series in one of these games. I don't know which one it is, though. So one of the things watching that Celtic Sixers series is they kind of made a point to leave P.J. Tucker, and the one mm-hmm. time it did really cost him. He had 11 points in the first quarter of Game 7. Um, he hit three threes. The Heat don't have a guy you you leave, really. So if it winds up being Vincent for a few threes in a game, that's probably where that 15-plus point game uh, comes from. Um, I'll talk Celtic side real quick. First, the... Uh, the starting lineup change. So they go to Rob Williams over Derek White in game six. They stick with it game seven. Now the Miami series, the way that they play smaller with Bam and a lot of shooters out there, I could see them getting back to the White over Williams lineup at some point, but they've come out and said Rob Williams is going to start game one. So at least off the top against a smaller lineup, uh, Rob Williams was a rebound away from a double-double in game six when he started in Philly. A Rob Williams double-double in game one is plus 800. You got his uh, his rebounds prop going against a smaller lineup. Um, let me see. Rob Williams rebounds is 7.5 with minus 105 to the over. If you want to just leave out the points, you could bet alternate rebounds on him, which those aren't up yet, but that game's on, on Wednesday. Those will be up. Any any Rob Williams interest while he's still starting? I wouldn't mess with the points, um, you know, okay. for that double double. That's why it's eight plus eight hundred. But I think you're right about the rebounds. I mean, the Heat they've, they've got some bricklayers on that team too. So yeah. there's that. And again, that he knows why he's out. There. That's why I like him so much. He knows why he's out there. You know, like he he's he's a rebounder. He's a defender, and you know, uh, an alley oop dunker. Like that's his job. So. 10-plus rebounds out of him. I'd be interested to see what that number is going to come out at. You could almost take him now. I mean, it's minus 105, right, for 7.5? Yeah, not not like you're laying much juice there. Yeah, so, I mean, that's almost even money. And then, like I said, if you want game day, you come back with, you know, a 10-plus and see what that price is. And just, again, watch that game and just pray Rob Williams grabs rebounds. All right, that's what he does, one. though. Yeah, that, yeah, that's his job. Um, last one for me, uh, in the Celtic side, this is, if I, if I bet one and I haven't bet any props in this game yet, if I bet one, this is, this is going to be it. It's the Jason Tatum rebounds and assists. And I know we're coming off 51 points. He's 10 and two to this in his last 12 in this playoff run here. It's 14 and a half minus 120 to the over, uh, he whether he's shooting the ball well or not, and he's obviously on a pretty good stretch here the last four and a half quarters. He's involved rebounding and passing the ball. He he's makes good decisions out of these double teams. He's not afraid to trust his his teammates. Um, and we got a low we got a lower total here that suggests a little bit more of a grind, a little bit more rebounding out of Tatum, which he did very well down the stretch of the Philly series. So fourteen and a half rebounds and assists combined for Tatum for me is probably going to be the player prop that I wind up going with in game one here. Has this been something you've been involved with at all? Any alternates? Are you keeping it to just rebounds or assists on Tatum? 
No, the it, it the, I usually look to see what the what the individual numbers come out at, and if I think he's yeah. going over both of those, you know what I mean? Then yeah, but uh, his rebounds. I think he went double digits five times in seven games against Philly, and uh, one of those games he got nine rebounds that he didn't make it. So I mean, he was pretty much there. Uh, assist wise, they were they were pricing him at like four and a half a lot in that series. And if you know, I mean, you go through his game logs, you see five, six, those numbers. So I like it. I mean, I, I like 13 and a half. What'd you say? Was that 14 and a half? 14 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Like last series, I, I kept seeing 13 and a half. So I was like, those are, that's where you want him. 14 and a half. Not that he can't get it. I'm just saying, I mean, obviously I would like 13 and a half better, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't mind that at all because you know they're not just going to let him have his way with them. And like you said, he is making good decisions out of those, and he's hitting cutters too. It's not like he's always you know passing to somebody who's covered. So I mean, the next guy's getting the rock. That you know, the next guy can score. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else on the East before we swing over to uh, the West, John? That's it. I was looking at the. Um, I like how DraftKings has the. Total points for the series, those are pretty fun bets. You know, like that's a really fun bet. And I kind of liked Butler at plus 190, but I don't I, – I, I didn't do it at the end of the day. I, that was one that I've, I've probably Tatum's not going to pick myself. I know, I know you're almost doubling your money. Tatum's too scary for me to go against. Yes, like that's the thing. Like what if Tatum has two 40-point games? Because like that could happen. Because, I mean, if you notice uh, – in those series markets on DraftKings, you know, you can take him to get 45 points or, you know, one of the games and yep. uh, 50 points and stuff like that. But I think he's a threat really to hang near 40 a couple times. And then then you're just blown out of the water and you have no chance. So that was the only one that really caught my eye. Unless you want to go with a, like a super, super dog. I mean, you'd have to go with Bam, but I, I'm not doing that. I'll say like – you can also bet who a player with the highest scoring single game performance. Yeah. Butler's plus 180 there. Tatum's minus 135. I mean, it's just, you just saw him drop a 50 burger in a game seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's I'm, not, just... I'm not making the argument for Butler here. I, I would, I, I think it's almost a short price on Tatum at minus 135. Yeah. It's it's that time. It's finally because I just by how that series ended with Philly, like he was horrible in Game Six. I mean, just couldn't make anything at all for literally three quarters, and then just one goes down, two goes down, and before you know it, man, this guy is on fire. He continues it in Game Seven. It's almost like a is he taking over as the best player in the world? Like that could be happening right now. Like what if that was happening? So. I don't know. He's the last guy I'd like to bet against in a in a bet like that. Like right now, like there is no time yeah. that yeah, no, nobody I'd rather bet against than him right now. I'm with you there. Uh, Western Conference Lakers and Nuggets. You got something on the series here. We'll we'll wrap with that. Let's stick to the player props for now. And um, before let's even let's even stick with the full series because you did go with a full series one here. Okay, and you're you're taking a swing. On uh, wow. on Austin on Austin Reeves thirty to one to make the most threes in the series. Let's hear why he's going to be the guy. I don't think this is that crazy. It's almost like, uh, do I think he's going to do it? No, but like price wise, I don't think this is price right. I think that this yep. is a very good price for this. 
Uh, somebody made a, um, I don't know, made the point one time I was listening to him. It's like, all right, well, I would bet you in a race against Usain Bolt if the price was right. And this is one of those bets. Does that make What's sense? The like, What's the price on Usain Bolt breaking well, I, his Give me a couple million to one. Like, you <laughs> know, he might fall down. He could pull a hammy. You know, but like the price, again, would have to be right. But this is one of those. Look, he made 13 threes against Golden State. He doesn't take a ton of them, but I mean, he made he makes them. So he just made 13 against them. I don't think they're going to shoot as many threes against the Lakers, which is kind of a problem because Murray and Porter are on the other side and the Lakers tend to uh, their opponents tend to take a lot of threes. I think 41 per game on the season, which is kind of a lot. But this is a different Lakers team. Uh, since AD came back in the playoffs, they're they're playing defense. Murray only made 14 last series, and so same with Porter. So the idea that you're telling me, you know, I think Murray is like plus 180 or something like that. I think Porter's like plus 250, and then Reeves is plus 3,000. Reeves made one less than they did last series. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all because Porter's going to go cold. Porter's going to take a bunch, but he's going to miss like nine in a game and he's going to get pulled. Like he's not going to play 40 minutes, you know, that much. So there's that. Murray is the only one you really got to worry about because, I mean, he's a dog. I was going to say, so it's a different series because LeBron's not like a, a three-point guy and he's plus 350. Um, he could. He could get hot. Yeah. He could have a game where he makes eight. Who knows? But, you know, generally LeBron is a shooter, uh, isn't isn't his strength. Um, nope. I knew Murray was going to be the favorite. I, I hadn't looked at the market until you brought it up. Murray's plus 125. It's like almost Murray versus the field. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a little too strong for me. He should definitely be favored. Uh, yes. But Michael Porter Jr., I'm not an MPJ guy. D'Angelo Russell is plus 380. You're getting almost 10 times better a price on Reeves. I'm with you there. And if you – have. I don't know if you have the numbers in front of you. How did Contavious Caldwell Pope do last series? Not bad, but I mean, he has games where he absolutely disappears, like where he's yeah. just not part of it. So he's he's fifty to one. Yeah, and um, uh, Russell, no way. I mean, I I just no I no way. There's he goes no way too much. Yeah, I just couldn't so, imagine. Like that's a crazy price for him for what he does. Here's but why. I, here's, I think the driving kick, though, like you said, from LeBron. I don't yeah. think that he's a viable option just because that's not what they want to do at all. Like, if you look at his attempts, they're, he doesn't shoot a lot of them. And, again, not that Reeves is shooting a lot of them. He's just making them. So, I don't know. Again, he made 13 last series. Like, that's that could be enough. Yeah. Um, here's why I like your bet. Because the three best players in the series, you don't have to worry about as much. LeBron is plus 350. Jokic is plus 8,000 and Anthony Davis isn't on the board. So you get, you get the best players off there. Now the best player left over is Murray and he's a heavy favorite, but you get the the elite talent out of there and then you kind of leave it open to the rest of the guys. I'm, I'm with you. I like a, a 30 to one dart throw there. Why not? Right. Let's it's the playoffs it. too. We're about to get into baseball season, Julian. Like this, we're not going to yeah, have I, a lot of chances here to bet anymore. So you got to take them. I need to hit some 30 to ones. If I'm going to have money to bet baseball, um, <laughs> All right, Yoke, we'll go to game one here. You do have a game one play like you do on BAM. Uh, it's crazy to think about what the Jokic triple doubles are, are priced at. It's basically a it's basically a yes or no. It's near a pick em, but it's plus 110 for Jokic to open up the series with a triple double. Um, 
I mean, I think I kind of know why everybody knows why you like it because he does it all the time. But anything else you want to add to it? I mean, here's the thing. I, I was looking, so I was like, all right, maybe his assist. I think they try to, you know, get the ball out of his hands, but he he's a great passer. I mean, and if you look at the Nuggets' potential assist, he's leading them. Like, he's like, in the playoffs, he's getting 14 and a half potential assists a game. And then last game, he had 19. So he has those spike games. But here's the thing. Here's here's why I bet this was because I went to take his assist and it was over nine and a half minus 140. Yeah. And like, okay, well, I can't bet that. Let me see his triple double because his rebounds are like 13 and a half. Uh, his points, you have to assume he's getting, you know, 10 there. So it left, it was like, all right, here, you take his over nine and a half assist or you just take basically the same bet plus 110. Yeah. Uh, you're not really taking a triple double here. You're literally taking over 10 assists, in my opinion. I think he's grabbing, I think the 10 boards and 10 points are a foregone conclusion. And I mean, unless you had like a strong case for an under, then obviously you take the under there and really get paid. Because I mean, I don't, I don't even know if you could bet under 10 rebounds for him. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. It probably comes down to the assists and you're just getting yourself a better price tag. Um, for the series now, you you did give out an interesting uh, an interesting one. Lakers to win the series. Um, we're here. We're hearing a lot of that. Like I said to to Mitch Moss from Veasan at at the top of the show, it's I'm having a hard time figuring out what the Lakers are because they're this new roster that is playing so well. Are they just really hot, or is this what they are? If they put this team on the floor at the start of the season, would they be the one, the two seed? in the West without injuries to LeBron and Anthony Davis. I I would buy that. I, I believe that. So uh, Denver's a big favorite in game one. I'll, I'll tell you the way that I've played it so far is Denver to win game one and the series at plus 110. Um, but I'm, I'm not against bringing it back with some Lakers before game two, or if it gets to two, nothing, some Lakers to win game three and series double results, something to hedge off it a little bit. Uh, tell me why you like the Lakers in this series. I think you said it. If they had this team on the floor all season, I don't know that they would have been, you know, playing Laker team. You know, I don't think it would have been like that. Like they play defense. That's what you have to do right now. They're one of the best defensive teams in this playoffs right now. I think they have the highest rating. I haven't, I haven't looked at it in a few days, but that's what you have to do against teams like Denver. And to be honest with you, man, what has Denver ever won? Like this version of the Nuggets has – they've been here. They've been, you know, on the cusp, feels like, for a while now. And here we are. They still haven't won anything. The Lakers, again, defense, they just beat Golden State. who won the whole thing last year. I, I think Golden State might have given Denver a run too. And the only reason I, I, don't, I would caution about taking this now is I think the Lakers could lose tonight. Uh, just because of that, just how that series ended with Golden State. So you could get a better price if you if they lose tonight. But I don't I don't really want to wait because what happens then if they won tonight? Now I just galaxy brained myself out of like a good bet, you know, because, dude, if they win two games in Denver, they're they're going, you know, that's it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like this Laker team is much better than anything we've seen out of them for a while. And then at the same time, the reason why. Denver's the one and the Lakers are where they are is because injuries all season long. This could easily be uh, whichever team steals one on the road wins the series. The Nuggets are 37 and four 
at home with Jokic in the lineup this season. The Lakers haven't lost at home in like almost two months. So road games, I think, are going to be tough to come by in this one. That's why Denver's favored, because it has the home court. But, uh, yeah, taking one of these first two on the road for the Lakers would go a, a long way towards winning this series. Um, all right, Slop, before uh, – go ahead. You got something more? No, I was going to say, imagine imagine the Lakers take one of these and then come back 3-1 to one the next time they come to Denver. You're, that that right. could happen. Yep. You know? No, a- absolutely. Um, before we get you out of here, any other uh, – any other spots in this series that you're eyeing? Any other props? Any other series uh, props? Because there's there's a lot on the board here as I'm I'm combing through them. There's a million bets, and I mean maybe there's something I'll go with after you know closer to tip off. But to be honest with you, man, once you throw out a, a joking uh, plus one ten triple double, you're pretty much done for the night. You know what I mean? Like there's your bet, and then yeah. again I'm I'm. I'll look for a live spot for the Lakers, you know, pretty much the whole game just for the series. But again, I think they, I think they'll probably lose tonight. And if that happens, then obviously now you're going to make more picks for the series. But yeah, as of right now, this is, this is pretty much it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty content. Um, let me, oh, this is an interesting one. Let me just run this by you because the price is close. Let's go. Rebounding leader for the series it's obvious. I mean, it's it's Jokic and Davis, and yeah. the next the next guy is LeBron at thirty five to one. It's literally a pick. Anthony Davis is minus one fifteen. Jokic is minus one ten. Any any thought there? Davis has been rebounding a lot, but that was against a small Warriors lineup. Jokic I, feels I'd like the better Davis. Rebound. You still like Davis? I'd, I'd still lean there, but I mean, not for that price. I mean, yeah, no, no, you know, but like, yeah, like I, I would say Davis out rebounds him just because. Uh, Yoki does play away from the basket quite a bit. So, I mean, there is that. But, I mean, at minus 115, I'll be, these series too, not to not to bring up a bad word, but injuries, man, that's another reason why you want that. That's why, that's why I'd go Yoki. That's why if I went Yoki over Davis. You want that plus money guy. You know, like what happens if Jamal Murray really is sick? Like he's questionable with an illness, that whole thing. Like I don't think there's anything to that. I bet you he's fine. He's going to play tonight, all that. But what if What if he sat tonight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just got to – like there's the favorite in that one market we were just talking about, and he's not playing in the game. Like, so th- those yeah. kind of things can happen. That's why, you know, in those markets you want to look at the uh, higher plus money guys if there's a path, you know, and what what is that path and is that path worth this price? All right, he is John Heislop from Odds Jam. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Slop Rules, right? Yes. Slop Rules, there it is. Uh, John, thanks for joining the Unreasonable Odds podcast, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Julian. We'll talk soon. We shall. Um, all right, that is going to do it for our Unreasonable Odds NBA Conference Finals preview. Uh, we will be back sooner this time around. No no long layoff. We'll be back with an NBA Finals uh, preview pod once uh, we have that matchup set. For your host, Julian Edlow, thanks for listening in, guys. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.